Good afternoon. Whenever you're listening to this, I am Ronnie Lasig, back with your third episode of Everybody Sucks at Sports Betting, the low-quality podcast that is hopefully improving, and I will uh, figure out what I'm doing along the way. I have a ton to talk about this week, so it could be a little longer one. We'll see what happens. But I had an incredible weekend uh, from the standpoint of I had friends in town, and we did too much drinking, but did a lot of fun things. And I gambled even more than I should. And for some reason, I ran hot as shit and had a insane weekend. So I'm going to talk about all of that. Of course, last night, the Eagles rained on my parade. Um, I'm not going to spend 10 minutes ranting about them. I say that as I probably will end up spending 10 minutes later when we get to them. But they're brutal. They're so tough to watch. Um, I didn't bet on them or anything, but I bet on Swift's rushing yards before Hertz was ruled out, and it still hit. Um, only thing I could take away is hopefully if I do this podcast long enough and do just bet on sports and play fantasy and whatnot long enough, I'll just stop being a fan, right? That's People do that. I do hear that on podcasts. It will never be me. I'm too much of a degenerate idiot. And I love my team too much, but I'm sick of getting my heart broken and all the Philly teams do it all year round. But anyways, let's talk about some gambling. I'll tell you, tell you about my weekend or about my week and, and how or what I've been talking about. Basically, I had last Monday, one of my buddies who just moved back for the winter, he just sent me so many snaps of bovada blackjack and slots in a row and him just winning over and over and over uh he deposited because he just moved here and he was from chicago where it's legal there and he accidentally used the bonus for casino and so he had an outrageous amount of money free money to to gamble in the casino and you have to use it all or like you can never get paid out and it slowly leaks out over time as you play so he was just trying to play a shitload he still hasn't gotten through it but anyways uh after 30 snaps in a row i'm like how is this happening and please stop sending me snaps or else i'm gonna hop on my offshore and play some blackjack well that's what i ended up doing i ran it up in like 20 minutes uh, it was awesome, and then I was like, okay, please stop sending me these, and I'm going to stop sending you these, and we're going to have to take a break and not play blackjack. I mean, it's the most addicting and stupid thing. It's the easiest way to lose money. Um, I rarely do it, but it was very fun this week. So by Tuesday, I had a fat balance. I had a good day Monday with props, um, and I was ready to tackle the week. Then fast forward all the way to Saturday, and there were three Saturday games. I play DraftKings every week, um, definitely the main slate and a lot of the short slates. And I don't talk about it on here and don't really plan. I plan to talk about it here and there, but nothing crazy because I don't think I'm an expert. I don't think I'm very good at it. I don't think you guys really need my advice. But I will say, as a better who likes to find an edge wherever I can, I found that what feels like my only edge is on short slates. So whether it's a showdown, but even more so the two and three game slates. So Saturday, so Thursday I had already won a little bit, like 130 bucks or whatever um, on the showdown slate. And that just allowed me to be more aggressive on Saturday. And I put in like $73 worth of entries. Nothing crazy, but that's more than I normally do because I do it for fun and I just love doing it. Um, I love researching, building lineups, and I love the sweat. 
But anyways, so three game slates. I feel like people don't overstack teams enough and people don't play two tight ends and uncomfortable lineups enough. And so that's why I love those slates. So I like going a little bit harder again, 73 bucks, nothing crazy on those slates. Um, and I played a Nick Mullen stack with Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Addison went crazy. Hawkinson didn't really, but Nick Mullen did, did good enough. And then I had four uh, Lions in the last game without golf. Now, hindsight, I wish I had golf and had done five Lions and tried to make that work. Not play Zach Moss, who got hurt, who was snapping. Um, but anyways, Amonra went off. Gibbs went off. Both with 27 points. Laporta had 28 points. And then Jamison Williams had 8.7 and was low-owned. Um, and all of a sudden, I got eighth out of 2,300 people and won $1,000 playing DraftKings. So that was super fun. Um, and just another uh, addition to, to my weekend. And I was sweating this while at a sports bar with my friends and we went back to the hotel and we were just drinking and watching the game until the weather was super shitty. So we couldn't really go out, but it was starting to get a little bit better. And we said, okay, let's go to the hard rock. First time I've been to the hard rock in a few months and I wanted to see the sports book that they just opened. And I wanted to, I mean, and then we just wanted to go be a little bit degenerate. So I find them sitting at an NFL slot machine. You get to like pick your team and it does, you know, the, the whole design based around your team and stuff. And I'm just spinning 75 cent spins, 75 cent spins. My buddy's sitting next to me and I'm like, all right, I'm going to be down to $30 here. Let's just do three $10 spins. First spin, bam, at $10 bonus. And that's the max bet on the machine. Get the bonus. It's just running up and I'm just hitting spin over and over and it's doing all, all of the things slot machines do i've played legit less than two hours of slot machines in my entire life i never play slots and so i don't even know what i'm doing besides clicking a button anyways i run it up to 1083 bucks there of course i gave some of that back on blackjack because who doesn't um but again continuing just the strong strong weekend so i had a ton of fun i still don't even understand why people play slots but it was great um also hard rock sportsbook is not that great at the moment. It's not a real sports book, I would say. It's like there's a bunch of kiosks in a window where you have to bet $100 or more there uh, to go to the window. But there's no like TV. There's no like big TVs and seats and chairs and service and all that stuff. So hopefully that they do open that because I, I did see, I think, Hard Rock Fort Lauderdale has a full one. So maybe they're working on it and it'll be super fun when that happens and we can go watch some sports. I didn't do any betting there. Um, there's just really no need for me to. Um, but yeah, then... Sunday came along, and again, I was already up pretty big. We go into Sunday night. Me and my buddies are talking in the chat. They're like, who's scoring first touchdown? Like, it's got to be Isaiah Likely. All four of us bet it. All four of us hit it 13 to 1. And like I said, I was up big, so I put $50 on it and won another 600. It's just a weird, crazy weekend. One of those, it was just one of those God Run weekends, and uh, it'll all come back and, and smack me in the face with a regression. And that's the way it goes. So I wanted to touch on, since I was with a bunch of people, all of them betting, um, I got to see some stupid things, and I've created a new rule that we we all should just follow, I think. Stop betting live games at worse odds than they started. Period. Just stop. Whether it's props, 
over-unders, totals, whatever it is. I saw my friends bet live player props of players that were already going off. DeAndre Swift, uh, TJ Hawkinson. I saw multiple them bet multiple people like that and lose numbers at bigger numbers than when the actual player prop hit and just losing by the hook and things. There he bet 74 and a half and it ended at 74. And they also would have just won if they bet 59 and a half the, the, at the original line. Um, I saw my friend bet the Eagles at plus four and a half when they were and getting pissed off when they were up four when he could have easily gotten a better line before the game at three and a half or f- maybe four. I mean, that would have been bad, but it, we're just getting shitty value. At, at any time we're doing that, you're getting shitty value. Vegas knows this player's going off. Obviously, they increase it by you know, their algorithm, essentially. But they probably also shade it to the over because who's going to bet the live under? Who is doing that? Who is going to bet the live under? Um, the books are, are going to save themselves. They're, they're not going to do like They're just not. No one is betting those live unders, and everyone's betting those overs. And when a guy is snapping, Vegas sees that too and knows that, oh, everyone's going to want to go bet him. Are you kidding me? I just – it's just so bad. It's so stupid. Um, I watch my friends bet hundreds of dollars on their own team live. I saw it work more often than not this weekend, but that's just not a long-term thing. Uh, and it's also weird. We only see the screenshots when – they win, isn't it? That's not always the case. Well, that's the case more often than not. We we tend to see those big few hundred dollar screenshots when it's won, and not don't get to see it before that. But I mean, it just goes to show how how many bad betting habits there are out there. And also, one thing to like reinforce my my theory of contrarian betting. Do your friends that are bad at gambling hit 50% of their bets? Like Vegas is set up so everyone should be around 50% long-term, right? That is just not the case with a lot of my friends that are bad bettors. They're definitely not hitting near 50% of their bets. And that's because these lines are shaded towards the public bets. You're getting shitty value so often and you're getting just torched uh, that you're hitting 40%, 45%. Like if you, if everybody hit 50% of their bets, Vegas would be ecstatic because they're still making 2.4% on any, every minus 110 bet. Um, so like that's their goal. But yet I guarantee you that they're making more than 2.4% on like just as a whole on minus 110 bets across the board. I guarantee it. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to to sneak that in there. Uh, one thing I haven't done yet is is talk about how we're doing so far on our picks. It's really hard for me to track picks on the on the show, but I'm gonna start doing it, you know, more regularly and making it easier on myself. Just because I bet I forget what I bet on the show and what I bet not on the show and whatnot. Um, so anyway, spreads and totals so far are ones that I've put on the show. We're we're three three and one, and we're minus point four units. Not great to be minus, but again, it's only 0.4 units, and we're only seven bet sample size. Um, on the other side, I've given five prop plays on here, and we're three and two. We're really three and zero oh if you don't count the first touchdown scores, where I bet just 0.2 units on on those, um, and we're up 2.31 units. So player props have weirdly been great. We're basically three and zero, oh, and I'll keep giving those out. I definitely bet more on spreads and totals, spreads in general, spreads by far the most. Um, but I'll still give plays for for both wherever I can, wherever I think I see an edge. So we'll see. Uh, absolutely sneaky part about having a podcast is the 
my my plays being public is just added pressure. I didn't realize that that would like have an effect on me, but week one it definitely did. It was it already is kind of like loosening up because whatever, who cares? But week one I was like, God, why don't why am I feeling like nervous? Way more nervous about these games. Uh, but I'm having a fun ton of fun doing it, so it is what it is. Uh, before we get into the recap, I got a bonus play for tonight. If you are listening to this on Tuesday. Um, I don't just a disclaimer, I barely bet any college football. I bet it maybe one one game a week, if that, and it's just whenever I kinda you know, my random stats align, I see some tweets, do some digging, do some research, whatever, and I'll do it. Or bet on UCF whenever I think that they have a have the edge. Um probably bet on them four or five times this year. Also I'm going to the game Friday, probably gonna bet on it, and that is being a fish. I'm aware I'm a fish sometimes. It is what it is. I'm just trying to help us do that less. Anyways, tonight, Marshall plus 11.5 versus UTSA. Uh, 86% of bets are on UTSA. The lines move three points, so we're getting three points of value. Now, it is college football. I'm fully aware of that. And it's college football bowl games, I'm sorry. And uh, it looks like the Marshall quarterback is going to be in the portal, probably not going to play. But there's players from both sides not playing. We get in the value, and more important, I got some stats to read for you. Since 2005, bowl games getting less than 50% of spread bets have gone 243 and 205 against the spread, winning 24.92 units. The more contrarian bowl teams are, the more profitable they become. Teams getting less than 40% of bets, 136 and 94, winning 34.45 units. And teams getting less than 30% of bets, which is fairly rare, 35 and 20, winning 13.44 units. It is great to be contrarian in bowl play. Uh, I've never seen as good of, of spreads like that. So. Let's just take let's just take the the underdog getting fourteen percent of the bets. Fourteen percent of the bets. Uh, yeah, so we we got a lot of value moving three points and whatnot. Um, it looks like it moved a little bit back the other way. I don't know where this line's gonna go. Who knows? Whatever news gets announced. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride that one. And if again, if you don't want to listen because of because I'm not a, a good college football better or I don't necessarily try to be I would completely understand but uh this is a crazy contrarian play here for me and I couldn't resist on to the recap uh I only had the two bets from Saturday uh, I know I came on here and I said I was gonna do a podcast for Sunday I didn't like a single spread or total bet on Sunday. I did not bet one bet. Um, I just didn't like anything. I had leans. The numbers didn't point towards those leans. So I just said, I'm out. Um, but Saturday, we had our two bets that I gave on the podcast. Uh, Minnesota plus three and a half against Cincinnati. This was kind of a wild ride because the Vikings just shit on Cincinnati in the first half or first three quarters. And then the Vikings choked it and made it very sweaty. Multiple times, I thought the Bengals could score a touchdown and just wreck me um, at the end of the game and in overtime and whatnot. Jake Browning just like continues to do it. He looked pretty bad most of the game and then scored four, 21 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, 
he might be like that, yelling, they shouldn't have cut me at the camera. Um, but anyways, we end up winning. We end up winning this bet by the hook. We had three and a half and they won by three. Uh, my roommate, who's a Bengals fan, naturally took Cincinnati minus two and a half. So it wasn't the worst thing that happened except for our stake bet, which sucks. Um, I also bet Hawkinson catches in yards in this one and got completely blessed. I told you I ran hot as shit this weekend in overtime, gets two catches and gets over his yards. Five and a half catches and 52 and a half yards is what he needed. Had six for 63. Better to be lucky than good. Uh, the, the Bengals are god-awful against tight ends, though. That will be something I continue to tackle going forward. They're, like, so, so bad. Both these teams, Minnesota and Cincinnati, are six seeds right now. Um, they're in a good position, but Cincinnati's got a tough road. I mean, they just... I don't, I don't know how they get in with all these teams around them. They, they feel like they got to win out, um, and they don't have the easiest schedule. It's not, it's not like it's crazy hard, but they're at the Steelers. Then they have the Chiefs. Obviously, that's pretty hard. And then they have the Browns. They have to beat the Steelers. They have to beat the Browns, it feels like. Chiefs probably, I don't know. I, I think if they win those two games, they're probably in. But AFC is absolutely crazy. Brutal loss for the stake bet. Needed Vikings to to pull this one out, and they don't. And the stake bet's now within one game. Uh, Eagles and Raiders versus Bucks, Bengals, and we're only up one now when we were up six not long ago. Brutal. Uh, my second bet was Broncos at, at Detroit. I'll always have the closing line value. Bet it at five and a half, saw it move back to four, and then it ended up coming back to five. So really not much closing line value. But I still got the best number. That's really all that matters. And then they went and got shit on. So bad. This game was never good, never close. Uh, they The Lions ran the ball all over them and then threw for five touchdowns, which is not very Lions-esque. Uh, they tend to get in the red zone and run at the highest rate in the league. But not this time, 185 yards on the ground and then five touchdowns. Jameer Gibbs is so good, and they just keep using David Montgomery more. He had nine, he had, God, he averaged 9.1 yards per rush. Um, he also had a, a receiving touchdown. Crazy. I mean, they're, the Lions are good. I just thought the Broncos were, they've turned the corner. I don't know. They still probably will be very competitive coming in. This offense just, isn't good enough. They got to win like 21-17 games. And the D obviously has some pretty big holes. Well, I don't know. Two tough teams to bet on. The Lions underperforming games and then blow teams out. It is, they're such a weird, such a weird team. The Lions D just has been, or just played so much better than it has been playing. And the offense just couldn't be stopped. It, it is what it is. Um, I probably made the wrong bet here, but I don't feel too, too bad about it. Um, getting that that good good number and whatnot, but whatever the Lions Lions are just better. Uh, moving on to the rest of the games, like I said, I didn't didn't bet a single spread in total on this one. I did bet, bet some pre- player props. I'll I'll talk a little bit about them, um, and I'll quickly touch on every game here. Um, Thursday night football was the Chargers at the Raiders. What the hell was that? Uh, what's more Raiders or even more just NFL in general than 
being the first team since 2006 or 7 to lose 3 nothing, and then just dropping 63 on the Chargers' heads. I don't think this game tells us really anything besides the fact that the Chargers are probably a bottom three team um, in the NFL without Justin Herbert. They're bad. Easton Stick was definitely bad, but he didn't, wasn't given a, a single chance. Uh, I did give the pick Josh Palmer over 34 and a half yards and three and a half catches and got lucky here, but they both hit. Uh, he had the 70 yard touchdown. So the yards hit, but I was like, I thought the catches was dead. He had like a, two catches that were maybe one yard each and fully contested and just didn't, they, the offense was a stupid play for the offense. And yet we got catches. And then he had one other catch that I don't even remember. But got lucky, got lucky here. Both of them, both of them hit. Love to see it. Uh, huge game for the stake bet. Every game is huge for the stake bet at this point in time, since it's now a one-game deficit. We're kind of in deep shit. Uh, the last Saturday game that I did not bet on those, I bet on the other two, but it was Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Uh, looks like the wheels are falling off for the Steelers. I came on here and told you I love the Colts always and I hate the Steelers always and I didn't want to be biased and bet the Colts. Well, fuck, I should have died. Can't bet all three Saturday games. That feels like you're not even being picky at all, but it is what it is. Uh, Trubisky made some brutal throws, officially benched for Rudolph. Colts are tied for the division lead. They have a pretty good shot at the playoffs. Currently the seven seed. Uh, Falcons, Raiders, and Texans left that game. Texans, Colts, week 18 is going to be uh, fun to watch, and it's going to maybe decide who makes it to the playoffs. Next game is the Jets at the Dolphins. Another game, not, there's a lot where I feel like I don't have a lot to take away. Dolphins shit on the Jets. Um, I said their offense, their passing offense hasn't been quite as good as it was since you know the first five weeks. And that Tyreek is pretty much carrying it. Well, he was out and Waddle went crazy and they looked great against one of the best defenses in the league. So who knows? The NFL is the NFL. Jets are a dumpster fire. Um, hard to bet on it any week. I'm glad they didn't give a crazy number like over 10 because then I would have bet the Jets. The Jets were the sharp side here and they got smoked. Um, yeah, I don't know. Going forward, it's, they're they're impossible to bet on I probably I may not bet on them the rest of the year but I say that and then I'll just see see the numbers and be like oh well I guess guess it's time to go back to the Jets uh next game another divisional game was Houston at Tennessee uh, I debated on taking the Texans at plus three it was one I did think about um but I didn't really love it the betting splits weren't really pointing to it and they just had so many injuries it was really hard to decipher how good they could be is derrick henry just a dust ball or is o-line just so bad that the titans like can't compete here uh they the texans just have like a crazy knack for these fantasy receivers or just receivers in general going off noah brown eight for 82 and a touchdown feels like and that's with case keenum as their quarterback feels like Tank and Nico, go. one of them goes for 100 every game. It's kind of a crazy situation. That offense is so good. Uh, just a great job by the coaching staff there. I did bet, I even forgot about this, I did bet Devin Singletary under one and a half catches, and he had four. And that is, uh, that is not my best work. That was really a bad bet. He ended up with a bunch of targets. I didn't 
think, I mean, they were down for a lot of the game and then came back and won. I I think that's why he ended up, there's just a bunch of dump downs. I should have realized, oh, backup quarterback, dumping down to your running back. And they always do that. It's always a narrative. Whatever. Anyways, huge win for the Texans. They're, they're tied for the division league, like I said. Um, and Week 18 versus Colts is going to probably decide a playoff spot. Um, I don't know how the Jags will do going forward, too. So it could even be for the division. We'll, we'll see. I, I think Week 18 this year is going to be so, so good. Next game, the Bucks at Green Bay. Is Baker good? Is Baker good? He's not good. No, he's not good, right? Uh, obviously, his best game is a buck. That's pretty clear. Um, he's been serviceable. He's definitely been good. I mean, I would say at least middle of the pack. But had a perfect passer rating. Had an insane game here. Uh, I am probably no. No, I'm definitely biased against the Bucks. Um, I lean towards the Packers here, but the sharp money was on the Bucks. Uh, it wasn't a huge split, or maybe I would have considered it harder taking the Bucks, but they were the bet here, and I didn't want to see it. The Bucks defense can can avoid being torched through the air for four sixty. They can win games. Um, another another game for the stake bet, and that just is heartbreaking. Green Bay three and a half point favorites, and kind of got shit on. Next game, we got the Giants at the Saints. And shocker, after all the, the Tommy Cutlet type, the Giants still stink. Came back to earth. He, he definitely came back to earth against a really good defense. Um, I leaned the Saints here as well. The numbers definitely didn't point to it. Uh, and just the Saints offense can be really, really bad. I couldn't pull, pull the trigger. There's just not a lot, of, lot to take away here. The Giants are bad. Yeah, they can win games. Yeah, they've had this fun story. It's the NFL. Of course, they can win games. They're not good. Hopefully, the Eagles beat the shit out of them twice. I don't, I don't need more heartbreak. I don't need a, a sweat. Um, next game, we got the Falcons at the Panthers. My big takeaway here is Arthur Smith stinks. I don't even know how you bet. I, I don't know how you bet either of these teams. I guess Carolina at home against the Falcons. That was my lean, and I, maybe I should have went with it. but. What's Arthur Smith doing? Bijan has seven carries, three targets. Why? Why is he not getting 20 touches a game? Algier had 14 carries. What are we doing? Pitts had four targets. London had three targets. Get the ball to your guys. What the fuck are you doing? Bryce Young is so bad. This offense is so bad. The only way they're able to win games is if it's 9-7. to Everyone here loved the under, and it was the right play. The weather played a part. The weather was not good. The wind was up, and it obviously, the under hit with ease. Should have joined the masses, I think, because this game was so, so bad. I just, I don't know. I'm never betting this game, bro. I, I, like I said, I lean to the Panthers, but when it's these two teams, just what, a, why? What, a, what do you, what's the edge? Um, next game was the Bears at the Browns. Uh, Joe Flacco doesn't give a shit. He just comes in and chucks. He's 50 years old, just comes in, throwing touchdowns, throwing a bunch of interceptions, letting his receivers make plays, making the Browns way more fun than they were previously in the year when they just win games with defense. They still have that great defense, and they're still very good, but Joe Flacco at least uh, put some pressure on the other team. Um, Joe was a baller. He went crazy. The Bears were 
heavily bet in this game. Kind of surprising to me. Uh, I know Joe Flacco's playing, but Chicago traveling to Cleveland, who has such a good defense. I know the Bears have been playing much better, but they still end up losing every game, and I don't know. But I think this game closed at three, and it landed on three. So all I can say is get the better number, the key number of three. If you get three and a half, plus three and a half, if you get minus two and a half, you got to do it. I know you don't – I mean, I'm not telling you to pay – minus 135 juice or anything but just wait and shop and try to find those those gems there um browns are somehow the the five seed huge games against the texans and Bengals left i don't see how this team i they can definitely win a playoff game with this defense don't get me wrong and just an ugly shitty game i don't see how this team can can compete along the way though they would just be the getting a lucky win or two. That's it. That's all I could see. Uh, next game is the Chiefs at the Patriots. Or the Chiefs won fairly easily. Something just still looks off. It seems just not... The offense just isn't as good as they were. Um, they were able to easily beat the Pats. They covered. But the Pats are really bad. Chiefs just took care of business. I, I don't have a lot here. She Rice is super good. He's really, really good. They need to just get him more involved. Play him 90 plus percent of snaps instead of limiting his snap count nine targets and nine catches i mean he's very good and their receivers suck so start just feeding him um patriots are just bad this offense sucks kansas city's defense is good honestly shocked they even got to 17 points but not not a ton to take away um on to next is the niners at at the cardinals Niners are a juggernaut. Niners are a juggernaut. They're clear favorite to win the Super Bowl. It's no secret to anyone. Purdy's efficiency is outrageous. He's going to win the MVP. Everyone's going to be pissed off, even though, why do we care? What does it matter? I don't get wrapped up too much in the MVP talks. Like last year, Jalen Hurts doesn't win the MVP and whatever. It was, who cares? Um, it's like fun to, to talk about a little bit, but the, the hatred for Purdy is crazy. Even if he's healthy for a full season, they win six or seven games. I mean, so their their defense still sucks. They're still not that good. But Trey McBride's a dog, and I think that you just kind of build with Kyler, get that offensive line better, and definitely get that defensive line and the whole defense better. And, uh, you know, there's paths to this team being okay in the years coming. Uh, San Francisco's only 8-6 and six against the spread, and it feels like they're 11 and three they cover every week it feels like uh, maybe i'm just recency bias and i'm tripping but they get the ravens next week and i'll probably end up betting against them because road dog i'm sure everyone's gonna love san fran the ravens are so good uh you you could definitely see me betting on them but we'll wait because they will we'll get a better number i'm sure Next game's Commanders at the Rams, and I've been trying to tell you the Rams are so good. Okay, that was an exaggeration. The Rams are good. I just think they're a good team. I think this defense isn't as bad as they once were. I think they're scrappy and doing good. And this offense is amazing. Kyron Williams is so good. These receivers pop off one of them every game. The Commanders are just atrocious but if the commanders kept this competitive at all the rams could have easily scored 40 plus points they didn't just because the commanders are actually ass 
But hey, Jacoby Brissett still has it. He was able to score some touchdowns late and make it a little, uh, make it seem a little more competitive, but it really wasn't. Rams have to beat the Saints this week for sure. But uh, Saints, Giants, Niners to close out, and they could get into the playoffs probably with two wins. So Saints, Saints, Giants, and they might might already be in. Uh, please don't get the seven seed and the Eagles get the two seed. That's all I'm asking. I'm still convinced the Eagles lose to them in the first round of playoffs. Next game was a big one, especially for me. Cowboys at the Bills. Uh, huge win for the Bills. I only have two Super Bowl futures, and it was Eagles from the preseason at plus 750, and the Bills a few weeks ago at 20-1. to 1. Couldn't have gone better for me since it's also against the Cowboys. Um, Bills just have the Chargers and Patriots next two weeks, and then they got to beat the Dolphins in Week 18. Um, again, Week 18 is going to be so fun. Um, but if they just win these next two games, Dolphins lose one, I think it might come down to that for the division. But if the Bills went out, it looks like they're in now. Uh, it didn't seem like that was always going to be the case. Anyways, this game was weird. The Bills never had to throw the ball. They just pounded the rock. Uh, James Cook is all of a sudden the best uh, running back in the league. He was running down their throat for 170 or whatever it was, and he also caught a touchdown and had a couple other catches. Dak had 34 pass attempts and had 134 yards. That's pretty scary bad. He's been so good lately. That is not something you want to see, though. That With the Cowboys, how they've done in the playoffs against good defenses, it's a little scary if you're a Cowboys fan. The NFC East is just limping to the finish. No one wants that, that division lead or that two seed. I mean, the Lions probably do. The Lions are going to come steal the two seed, and we're going to end up with the three and the five or Oh, God. Anyways, we'll just move on and stop pissing myself off thinking about the Eagles. Uh, Baltimore visits or visited the Jags, and um, we just continue to see that the Ravens are really good at football. The Jags look not so good at football since Trevor Lawrence's injury. Um, this is another lean I had because I'm just a Baltimore stan, and because. I think this team has looked bad without Trevor Lawrence or without Trevor Lawrence being completely healthy. Sorry. They just don't. Um, I don't know. Maybe I would have had a great record with leans this week. I've some thinking back. It's like three and one. Wow. Maybe I should have bet some things, but you know, I don't want to force it. I didn't really think this is good. The numbers didn't point to it. I think Baltimore's probably getting more of the bets. Actually, that might not be true. I don't remember, but Anyways, hopefully T-Law gets, gets a little healthier and his team can be more competitive down the stretch because, like I said, the division is going to be so fun to watch all three teams in it. Bucks-Jags this week is going to have huge implications, massive implications for both teams. So that's fun. That's a really fun game this week. Next game, kill me now. Um, yeah, just kill me. It's the Eagles at Seattle. I'll try not to rant. No, I won't. Uh, the Seahawks are an okay team with an okay offense and an okay defense. Defense isn't great, but they have some players that make plays. They can get into the playoffs and be competitive in the first round, in my opinion, but maybe pull off a stupid upset, but I don't see a lot of it. Drew Locke didn't do shit for the whole game until the last drive, and then when had 95 passing yards, I think. Get the fuck out. 
Gino's just a slightly better version of them, honestly. They're both just serviceable game, serviceable game managers um, with great weapons. Metcalf and Lockett and Jason and Walker and Charbonnet, they're all good. Uh, so I think the team has a chance. And again, I, they have the players on defense to make plays. I think, I mean, I think Witherspoon is so good, but they're not necessarily dominant like they once were. And the regression just smacked the Eagles right in the face so hard. This has been a poorly coached team all season long, uh, and they just find a way to get it done in close games. The players have been, we're playing good and, and finding a way, but oh my God, this coaching is brutal. Brian Johnson is so bad. If I have to watch another third and six or third and seven or third and eight run, I'm going to lose my shit. I was watching the game with my roommates and my girlfriend just screaming about it. They drive all the way down, get into the red zone. They have third and seven, and they just hand the ball off to Swift. Nope. Just kidding. They run a a draw to Jalen Hurts. They get three yards. Classic. They go for it on fourth and three. They get it. They're now down to the 11-yard line. They get it to third and six from the seven. Run the ball up the middle. Get... I don't even remember. I think they got five on this one. And we're going to go for it, get a false start, kick a field goal. It's just so, it's so bad. Stop running the ball on third and, and mid. Who does that? No, no other team does it. I would love to see the stats on it too. God, it's so bad. My fist might go through the TV if I see it again. Anyways, Desai goes up to the booth. The defensive coordinator goes to the booth and... Yeah, the defense played a little bit better. Matt Patricia called the plays, whatever. Uh, last drive, vintage Eagles just get torched. Absolutely torched. Bradbury's just so bad. Oh, God. Our DBs are so bad. Our linebackers are so bad. Like, worse in the league worthy. They, they're bottom five in the league, both units. Our D-line hasn't been as dominant, so they can't just save everything. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we do here. We don't blitz nearly enough. When we blitz, it's so much better. And we just don't do it. We should win out and win the division. But would anyone be surprised if we lose to the Giants once out of the two times or lose to the Cardinals? Probably not. Probably fucking not. Um, we're losing to the Rams in the first round of the playoffs if we see them. I'm not looking forward to that. Maybe we play the Seahawks. We'll beat the Seahawks the second time. I don't know. I've been calling him a shot. Just praying we don't see him. Uh, move perfect segue into the the preview. Thursday night football is the Rams. It's uh, the Saints visiting the Rams. Rams are four and one after their bye, and only lost in overtime to the Ravens. This team is good, but it's the stupid NFL, and this is the classic classic letdown spot. The Saints just at least cover, if not win, this game. They're getting, the Rams are four-point favorites. They're getting 93% of the bets, 99% of the money, and the line hasn't moved. It might just be because it's early in the week. Don't get me wrong. It's Tuesday. We have till Thursday. But we haven't talked about line freezes. A line freeze is exactly this. Why hasn't this line moved at all? What does Vegas know? Everybody's hammering one side, and the line's not moving. What does Vegas know? It's a trap. I don't know. Um, shouldn't Vegas be trying to cover their ass with these bets? I don't know. It may just be early. 
and they just haven't received enough bets. That's probably what it is, and the line will eventually move. So if you are a Saints better, I would wait. If you're a Rams better, I would not wait. <sighs> Obviously, I lean the Rams. I just can't do it. Uh, it's a trap. The Saints are not good against the run, and the Rams have done a good job running the ball lately. The Saints are 24th DVOA, which I realize I haven't actually explained to some people, and people aren't as nerdy as me. I'm I'm a stats nerd. DVOA is defense-adjusted value over average. Um, put it simply, it's a really good defensive metric to rank defenses against the run, against the pass, and total. Um, but they use success rates based on like down and distances um, for each play and average them out just so there's you can see you know who's above average and below average and whatnot and then you can just rank them one through 32 based on those um but anyways on the other side of the this game the rams pass defense hasn't been very good but are the saints gonna torch the rams i don't think they've done that all year uh i feel like this is just a better team in a better matchup and probably should be favored by more than four but it's a trap I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, do what you will with that info. Um, I'll look and see if there's any prop bets and stuff since it's Thursday and post those to Twitter. Reminder, at E-S-A-S betting. At E-S-A-S betting. Everyone sucks at sports betting. Um, and then we have two Saturday games that I will close out with. The Bengals are at the Steelers. Uh, another game, huge implications. Cincinnati two-point favorites on the road. And again, I don't know what to do here. Too many injuries on both sides. Minka's out. Hayward's out. Well, sorry, they're not ruled out, I don't think, but they're likely out. Jamar's likely out. DJ Reader's out for the year. They have a couple more D-line injuries. 66% of the bets are on the Bengals. 56% of the money. So a little bit shaded towards the Steelers, but not enough for me to, to really pique my interest. Rudolph's going to be playing for the Steelers. Probably doesn't didn't even shift the line at all. I'm just gonna keep watching this line, see where the money comes in as this gets closer and more and the injuries, you know, better get a better understanding of the injuries. Unders already dropped multiple points, and this game could suck. It's a Steelers game. If you ever read Big Cats from from Barstool's um power rankings, it's very hilarious and stupid, but every time Steelers are in the Iowa but they suck section. And that's very true. This game could be ten to seven and would anyone be shocked? Maybe look at some player prop unders? Hmm. That could happen. Uh then the second game of the day is gonna be the Bills at the Chargers. Bills are eleven point favorites now and they open as fourteen point favorites. That is shocking to see against the Chargers. I know I I'm not saying that it's wrong. It's just not something you've seen in years. Uh, I said earlier, they're bottom three team, in my opinion, without Justin Herbert, and maybe worse than that. But are we overreacting from one insanely bad game? Maybe. 92% of the money is on the Chargers, and that's why the line moved, obviously. Uh, it kind of feels like under 42.5 might be the bet. I'm going to keep watching that. Those there was were shaded towards the over, and I kind of don't like the under. Are the Chargers gonna be able to score? They scored 21 points against the Raiders, but it was all garbage time. And Easton Stick didn't look good. I don't think he's god awful, but he 
yeah, very well could be, and they could easily score ten or less points here. Unfortunately, there's you know there's these three games Thursday to Sunday, and there's not a lot for me to love. Um, I will lean the Chargers, but I hate the fact that it's already moved three points. I'm just getting a shit number. Probably just too early to bet anything. Maybe it moves back the other way, or maybe it just keeps going. I don't know. Maybe you get nah, this is a stretch, but maybe you get Bills minus nine and a half, and then we're talking something completely different. I could be interested in that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I will do better about posting on Twitter and whatever. Getting better at all this. Uh, in closing, you know, I loved the the early slate and hated Sunday last week. This week, I hate these first three games. And hopefully, Sunday, I find a lot to love. So I will post a second episode this week, no doubt. Especially since this slate sucks and I want to give out some bets. Um, we're right back on the saddle. We're being semi-responsible degenerates. Obviously, I told you about my degeneracy this week, but things went well. Um, I've already had a ton of fun doing this. I don't know why, but I, I actually really enjoy it. So hopefully everyone enjoys it as well and uh, keeps listening, and I appreciate it. And again, if you have any feedback at all, even if you want to tell me I suck, I'm interested in hearing it. But if you have any ideas, let me know. Um, and I'll keep bringing some new stuff to the table. Thanks guys. See you.